and sisters, friends and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. Today on our show, we have Casey O'Hara, or Medness. I forget how to say her last name. Um, she is, uh, it's a great conversation. She is a new mom. We're going to talk a little bit about motherhood, becoming an adult. And um, we, I also have a special guest in the studio today, uh, my friend and colleague, uh, Josh Ferris. Hi, Josh. Hello, hello. Anyways, today it is 72 degrees in Harrisburg and 52 degrees in Fort Worth, Texas, which I find appalling considering that I live in a colder climate area and I'm suffering in this October heat. It's uh, very upsetting. I might have to put my AC on and um, I feel like my blood is boiling when I go to sleep. Um, anyways, I recently been having some uh, bathroom issues. I'm not going to go all into that, but I think it's because I had to change my water filter in my refrigerator and that helped things. But I've been eating a lot of vegetables and a lot of hummus and stuff like that. I eat these hummus sandwiches and you know how that works. And so I um, I wanted to, I, I can't believe I did this, but I went to Wendy's. And I know a lot of you guys, uh, you know, go to Wendy's a lot. A lot of the listeners go to Wendy's a lot. Some of you don't even eat meat. Some of you uh, basically eat only organic, uh, you know, almond butter and stuff like that. Anyways, so when I, what here's what I got at Wendy's. So I go there, the um, the line for the drive-through was ridiculously long. So I'm like, I'm gonna go in there, which I did not want to do because I thought it was a shameful act to, to walk into Wendy's. But you know what? Whatever. I go in, and here's what I ordered. And when I ordered this, the people looked at me like there was something wrong. I said, I wanted two cheeseburgers in a bottle of water. And they said, do you mean a junior? Is that the thing? Or a Wendy's junior? Have you been to Wendy's lately, Josh? I have not been to it lately, but I think you mean like a, like a double, no, a Wendy's bacon cheeseburger? Uh, yeah, well, they, they didn't, they've probably never, I don't think people just buy a cheeseburger. I wanted two cheeseburgers and water. Th they th have things like the Baconator. That was one of the yeah. things, yeah. And I th when I think of that, I think of the Terminator. Um, I don't want nothing to do with that. So I was thinking, you know what? I want something that's going to bulk me up. I don't want to get into the bathroom situation, but I wanted something that was going to bulk me up, some protein. I wanted two cheeseburgers. Anyways, I got the cheeseburgers. I was like, you know what? I'm a big Pittsburgh Pirates fan. I was listening to the Pirates on the radio. So I go to this local park. I'm, you know, I'm going to have this cheeseburger. I open it up. First bite, big mistake. No taste. If anything, it tasted bad. And um, the best part on the burger, what do you think I thought was the best part? Uh, the pickles. Absolutely right. The pickle was the best thing. Maybe because it's, um, pick I don't know, you can't really screw up a pickle. They pickle it, and then it's just, you know, they just, it's it's a thing. And That's right. And I, uh, I, it, I cherish those pickles. That was, like, the best part of the sandwich. And then I did the second one thinking maybe it's going to be any better. They weren't very big, you know, but the meat was just... Uh, <sighs> I don't know. When's the last time you've been to a fast food place? So I was in uh, California for work a couple weeks ago, and I went to In-N-Out Burger, which is technically fast yes, food. Yes, and that's supposed to be very good yeah, burgers. And it is. It's like, that's like, you know, they've got like raw meat back there, and they're like making patties and yeah. frying burgers. So it's like, that's probably the last place I went to, and it was great. And I like that. And it's like, I know, I mean, I've been to Wendy's, but it was, ages and ages and ages ago but i know that's garbage right well 
and when I was a kid, I always thought like Wendy's was the better, the better real than beef. McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not sure if that's true. And looking really. at the meat, it, there was some things that uh, it kind of had like a brain-like f- suture or uh, whatever weaves and stuff. Mm, I don't know how to explain gross. it. Um, it ju- it it wasn't even. Uh, didn't it, it tasted to moderately bad to neutral? It just didn't taste good. And and um, people eat. But oh, guess how much it cost me? Oh, B- I, bottle of water, two cheeseburgers, five ninety eight. No, like three bucks. Oh wow, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. And then I, you know, it's like, well, you know, you really do get what you pay for. Capitalism works. So do you think the quality of the burgers went down because because you got older, or because Dave Thomas is dead now? Well, I know there has been a lot of talk about that on the web about Dave Thomas. It's kind of like how Steve Jobs died, um, God rest his soul. People were saying uh, with Apple phone and iOS 7, things aren't as good. People were saying the same thing about Wendy's, that when he died, maybe the quality of the burger went down. I don't see how that's possible because I don't know if he was doing anything special to the meat. Um, I find that very unlikely. But I will say I think my tastes have changed. Because I used to eat a lot of crap. Um, and you know what, though? Just to go on that, I know we talked about this before on food. I uh, recently, we talked about this last time with the cheese and stuff. I still, every once in a while, will do uh, cheese nachos, like that chemical cheese stuff. And I, I think it's fine. I mean, it tastes it doesn't taste like crap to me. I mean, it does. You feel bad, and you definitely have some issues in the sure. bathroom oh, later. Yeah. But, um yeah, I don't know. Have you, you have you had Wendy's since Dave Thomas's passing? Uh, I'm I'm sure I have. I I'm sure I have. Right, and I'm sure it was like you know. I remember eating Wendy's when I was in college because there was one near my where I worked downtown, and they had that ninety nine cent menu. So you get a baked potato and a junior bacon cheese. Oh, and they had the baked potato, which I think that's that's good. You know. Yeah. Um, but the uh, I wish I would have went to Hardee's because I know they have like the. Black Hardee's. Angus. Black Angus. Listen, no, Hardee's. The only thing I know about f- Hardee's is like twice I went there and I always got the Frisco burger. And every time I can like. Keep it clean, buddy. Sorry. I mean, I was just like sicker than a dog afterwards. Yeah. Well, so um, anybody that has been to Wendy's uh, recently and has a different. You know, different experience. You can email the show at prcshow at gmail.com. That's prcshow at gmail.com. Uh, and if you have any thoughts on uh, just fast food in general, um, I would like to hear that because I'm, you know, I like to, I like to uh, expand my horizons, you know, and I don't just want to eat hummus sandwiches all the time. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about uh, on the show today, uh, becoming an adult. I got Casey O'Hara on the, um, and that's what I'm calling her. You'll find out what her real last name is. And um, I just want to say before you listen to this show, I, I I do something unintentionally funny, where um. I kind of have a phonics issue, a wordplay issue. Sometimes I say words incorrectly. And that's why uh, I was I always felt bad for uh, George W. Bush because he would do these things too. And, you know, I wasn't a big fan of him, but I, I had sympathy for him. But, I, you know, I, she recently got married. I said, um, I said, well, did you consider um, hyphenating your name? <laughs> but I didn't say hyphenate. I said hibernate. Um, and, I, you know... I kind of blew the joke there, but uh, have you ever said that, Josh? I've not, but I did hear you say it yeah. earlier. <laughs> yeah, so. and hibernate your name. I-, I wonder if that's ever been um, said, like, ever in world history. Like, this is the reason why I pray t- to the Lord that I don't really believe in. If there is a God, 
this is the kind of data. I'm sort of, I like data and statistics. Mm-hmm. I would like to say, has anyone ever said this phrase? Have you ever, did you consider hibernating your name? And then he could go through like a database and say, you know what, Paul? You're an original. No one has ever said that. Do you ever fantasize about that with like with God, like asking him questions and stuff? So, oh, sure, sure, sure. I've thought about asking God lots of questions. Like for one, it's like I would like to know how uh, Sasquatch has eluded, you know. Um, oh, you're being funny. Is, All my questions. No, I'm actually being quite serious. That's a question I want to ask him. But I would say it's like no, I don't think I need a database to prove that you are unique. Well, I I know that. Well, you're being sweet there, but. I, ha- I do have these thoughts about God in a sense of, you know, people want to ask God the big questions, mm-hmm. you know. I want to ask the the mundane, or not the mundane, but the, like, totally off-the-wall questions. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I always had this uh, thought of, like, um, you know, how, like, if you could, uh, how much weight, uh, just, like, different... Um, I can't really put it into words. Like here. a thing, like how many jelly beans would fit on the something like that. Like, like if, if, if you had like a, if you had like a steel block the size of like the Earth, um, you know, and then you had like the strongest piece of metal. Like, would it crush it? Or you know, and you sat it on another piece of steel, or like what? I don't know. Just stupid stuff like that. You know. Yeah. So you want to ask? Yeah, you want to ask? Like him experiment, like, like yeah. Mr. Wizard type of thing. Yeah, you I, know. Get, I got it. Sure. Um, so I hope that happens whenever I uh, perish. I mean, I don't, but I do. You know what I mean? Okay, um, so we have this conversation about adulthood, and um, you're somebody that, you know, you're a little bit of a late bloomer. Yeah, I am, I would say. I'm just, just recently acting like a grown-up. And um, why do you say that, actually? I mean, I was being a little bit facetious, but... What do you mean by that? Like, why... Uh, it's funny, when we were talking a little, at one point um, earlier, about, like, what makes us an adult, and I was, like, thinking about it. I was like, well, I contribute to a 401k now. I mean, that's pretty grown up. Like, it's not that I own yeah. anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I, you know, there, I have not, I'm not worth anything, right? But you do work. I do work. Yeah. But that, I don't know. I mean, lots of, like, I don't know, 17 year olds work. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> so. But it's like, I definitely, like, don't, like, um, uh, you know, I don't know. I know people that own a house. That's pretty grown up, right? Yeah, I th- that is definitely. Uh, I had a friend recently, though, about seven years younger than me, that um, bought a house, and um, I'm just like, I don't think I'm, I'm not ready for that. I mean, that's a bigger commitment to me than marriage. Oh, see, for me, it's like I I could own a house before I could have a kid. No, nah, you cannot. You can, but kids or whatever. Just everybody has them. Buying a house, that's an investment. Yeah, kid, that's ki- what I mean. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's like an investment from, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, you're in it. You're really in it. You know, with a kid, you're not. I mean, they're, of, they're not as big of a of deal it. as a house. I, you can't get out of it once you have a kid. You're sort of locked into that for quite some time. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, though, you think you're going to get a return on your investment with a kid because if they're going to get a job and work the house, you just got to keep putting money into it. It's a money pit. I don't think it is a money pit because it's like then you have this like sort of capital investment. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's if equity. it's if, yeah, if it's if you're in a good market, you know, I mean, if you're in a place like uh, L.A., you know, um, Las Vegas or East Cleveland, you know, it could be worse. So I'll tell you a couple of things. So one, we should just let everybody know that you and I don't know anything about real estate while we talk about. Yeah, things. I mean, I sure, d- sure. Well, just what I said. That's about as the l- l- you know limit of my. Yeah, and the other thing, I'm just meaning that we're not like studied. St- like learned men on this topic, but I am a learned man. But yeah, 
and the other topic is I have not been looking at real estate in East Cleveland or Las Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you, th- I would, I would suggest that's a that's a good thing. It's a good yeah. thing you're not doing that. Um, but is there any? Was there a defining moment in the, uh, you know, when you thought to yourself, "How old are you? In your early forties, late twenties?" Thirty-two. Um, was there a moment that you said, "Like I'm kind of like officially an adult"? No, no, never. I, I mean, I still probably struggle with that identity today, right? You know, but I, uh, um, you know, the thing that I always think about is like, where were my parents at thirty-two? And they had like both ten-year-old. Probably. Yeah, they had but they had two kids, owned a house, owned cars, probably on their multiple cars at this point. Right. right? They had all that going for them. And it's like me, it's like I'm fighting with a cat, you know, yeah, and yeah. you know. I was reminded I was I'm adult today. I'm an adult today when um this guy that I was playing uh guitar on the porch with, he asked me if uh I party. And you know, who knows what that means? I mean, I, I got nervous. I felt like a you know an old woman in a house. Like, is he gonna come in there and hurt me or something? Like, d- does party mean uh, hardcore drug use? Like, I mean, I um, I like to party. I like to drink a, a beer every once in a while. Maybe right now, but and he did mean um, he did say psychedelics. He did say drinking, and um, you know that's that's too wild for me. You know, and I'm not. But it was too wild for you when you were his age. That's true too, but. If I was his age, I wouldn't have been afraid. There was a little bit of fear. <laughs> I mean, th- that was you, you were like, this man is going to give me some LSD, and I'm going to think I'm an orange juice and tip over. Or I thought he was going to rob me, or I don't know. Sure. Like, I just, drugs are bad. You know, you're taught that. and um, he, You know, so. Just, I'd like to point out, I don't think drugs are bad. Well, you're taught that. Though okay, it's 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 drilled in your head. Okay, all right. So uh, I digress. So today um, we're gonna have Casey on in a second, but we have uh, all shows. Our show is sponsored by all the books that I own but have not read, and um, that show today is sponsored by Women, Race, and Class by Angela Y. Davis. And the Nation, when they reviewed it, said. Davis's work deserves a wide readership. She has compiled much useful information not easily obtained elsewhere. Have you read this book, Josh? Uh, I have not read this book, and nor have you. If it's a sponsor. no, I, I have not. I mean, I've uh, I have sort of a rule for all the sponsors. If I've read um, more than ten um, percent, then it's not a sponsor. I think I've read maybe five percent of this book, maybe two percent, to be honest. And um, it was very uh, hard, hard to get through, and it was a lot of, you know, kind of. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm just flipping through it right now. Like I had found some, some poetry at one point. That oh, y- that sounds nice. Yeah, I mean, it sort of sounds interesting, but right? But it's more but of an academic book, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about, I guess, how capitalism undermines the, the working woman, particularly blacks and stuff, and uh, I don't know. I, I haven't read it, so if anyone has read it and wants to give us a review, you can email the show at prcshow at gmail.com. Um, I am a fan of Angela Davis. She does a lot of work for prison reform. She was in prison, and if you don't know anything about Angela Davis, uh, use Google, uh, Wikipedia and look her up. Again, the book is... Uh, Women, Race, and Class by Angela Davis. Okay, thanks, and on to the show.
Okay, and you can hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear do you, you fine. Feel, do you feel, uh, are you comfortable? Um, I think actually it might be better if I hold it. Okay, go ahead. There we go. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. Okay. Okay, so um, I have Casey O'Hara. Did you change your name since you got married? I did. I did. Oh I my changed God. my last name to Madness. Um, I didn't think I was going to change my last name, but there's a lot behind it. I've been wrought with trouble. What happened to in feminism? In the digital age because of the apostrophe in my name, so I was really ready to get right. over it. Right. I was going to give birth in two months, so I was really worried that the hospital was going to screw up my records because the apostrophe. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I just need a normal last name because I was afraid they were going to give my baby away if it had a different last okay. name. Okay. Th those are all fair points. Yeah. Right. No, I know. I miss, I like Casey O'Hara a lot. It is weird having the apostrophe. It's kind of like, th that seems like old school. It's like I don't exist in a lot of systems. I've gone to pick up prescriptions and they're not there because they entered it wrong. Yeah. 33 million Americans are of Irish descent, yet people can't get the apostrophe thing right. Yeah, yeah, that is, uh, that's a shame. But what are you going to do? I mean, right. uh, you know, um, did you think of hibernating your name at all? Like, N No. Uh, what's the last name now? Mednis. Mednis, like maybe Mednera? Mednera, oh, Mednis. No, not the O, because you don't want the O. Hera Ednis? No, I, I, I mean, I kind of figure I'm always going to be Casey O'Hara. Okay. Um... So I wanted to talk to you a little bit today. Uh, this is uh, Casey, whatever her last name is. And you are a new mom. Mm -hmm. And um, I've known you for a little bit. And I find it interesting um, sort of uh, your perspective on uh, kids um, and motherhood. Um, and I want to get a little bit into that. And like also being an adult. So do you consider yourself now fully an adult? Yes, I do. And when did that yes. occur? How you're you're in your like early thirties like myself. Yeah, I um just turned thirty two in June and now I'm fully adult because I have a child. That's and what it was. Only because I have a child. That's interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. I was not an adult previous to that. I feel like I became an adult when I got a dishwasher when I moved here. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, that's possible. I used to st I, for about twelve years. I was doing my dishes, and everybody else had, you know, dishwashers. I, I never had cable. I come here. I'm getting cable now. Oh, you have cable. You guys. Well, have cable. Well, it's part of the internet package. It is right. embarrassing. I don't really watch it, but um, I have eight HBOs, but I can't even get like, uh, like CNN and stuff like that. It's weird. <laughs> so, anyways, um, now. Who's the guy uh, doing the, the noises here? What's his name? Adam. Adam. Um, and he's really, really a cute kid. He's, oh, thank uh, you. What, seven, eight months. He's, seven months. He's sticking a big Lego in his mouth. But hey, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly fine. Um, I have no kids, as you can tell by even the way. I mean, you know that, but the show may not. Um, so you did, uh, you did a lot of childcare type stuff. Let's talk about that. What did you do? Um, okay, starting way back in college, you know. 13, 14 years ago, I did, like, after-school programs, summer camps with little kids. Ages from what? Um, about kindergarten till eighth grade. Mm. And then after college, I was a teacher's assistant at a small preschool. Um, so I helped out with kids okay. age three to four. I went back to get my teaching certification. And simultaneously, I worked at a daycare center. Okay, that's a lot, yeah. And that was with infants, young toddlers, older toddlers. And then when I was finished there, I finished my degree. I worked for Early Head Start, 
which is part of the yeah uh, federal Head Start program. Right. Early Head Start is for kids age zero to three, um, low income households, and I did that until October of last year. And currently, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. So, um, out of all the different genres of kids, is that I don't know if we can say genre of kids, but I'm going to say that based on yeah. age. Um, what was your favorite and least favorite? Now, don't say if the newborns are your least favorite, just because you have uh, Adam here and he's a young. What was your favorite and least favorite of all the ones to uh, sort of work with and take care of? Um, I do like babies. I like working with babies. So when I worked at daycare, I worked in the infant room. And I enjoyed working with babies. Um, they're very cute. Yeah. It's kind of straightforward what you need to do. Right. Um, you just need to care for them. They're very cute. They change a lot. Um, some of my coworkers were pretty hard to work with and kind of dodgy. So that was very stressful. What do you mean by that? Oh, God. When I first started in daycare, one of my coworkers was, you know, losing her sight. She. Oh, that seemed that could be a big problem. Yeah. She. And kids are small. Was losing. So you can't I think see she had um, early dementia. Oh, good lord! She had a hard time remembering the children's names. She wasn't very hygienic. She couldn't see, so she couldn't see if she left, you know, poop smeared on the diaper table. So we would have oh to kind of cover God. her. So that oh, was really, lord. really stressful. Yeah. Um. So that was very difficult. But I did enjoy working with the babies, and um, I also always enjoyed, you know, regardless of the age, I liked. Working with some of the international families, okay, a lot. Um, they're probably more respectful because they're like, "Oh God, I don't want to get kicked out of the country." Well, kind of, maybe, yeah. Just you know, interesting learning about another culture. Sure. Um, I worked with a little girl who was a Burmese refugee in Early Head Start, and I really enjoyed that. Oh wow! Because it was interesting seeing her come to the program. She spoke one language. By the time she left, she spoke three. Wow! Just to see that change. How did she go from one to three? Um, she knew her regional dialect. And then because where she lived, she met other Burmese families that didn't share her dialect, but they she learned Burmese to communicate with them, and then she also learned English. That's that's pretty cool. And um, w would the worst kids be like the two-year-olds? Everyone says like the two, the terrible twos. They're pretty bad, yeah. The they young toddler is age, ages kind of between one and two. Actually, that was sort of like Fight Club. Okay. Because they would bite each other. Oh, God. Um, it's very common. It's super common. I mean, they're and the human mouth is like very unhygienic. Yeah, they're very primitive beings at that age. I like how you say that primitive beings. It all id, all id. Yeah. And uh, so that was hard because you'd have to deal with the parents who would get very upset, understandably about biting, but it is natural. It's hard to get anybody to understand that. It's not. Na I don't. I don't feel like it's natural to bite. It is. It is really? in that setting. In that setting, it is. Come to think of it, I mean, I I think of like Marv Albert. He bit that one woman that was right, famous. Right. Maybe he was tapping into his uh, infant roots, or did he get Maybe. bit, or he wanted to? I forget how that went. But uh, when you, th do they have teeth? Uh, when do the teeth come in? Um, he he does. He currently has no teeth. Seven months old. Um, they can come in anywhere from now to a year. They'll start coming. So in. the one to two year olds, they're having teeth, and that's they leaving have teeth. marks. Yeah, and so sometimes that's why they want to bite. Other kids. their teeth hurt. And also, they just don't know how to communicate, I want that toy. Well, they bite so they'll the, just bite. Will they bite the, the workers, or did they... Sometimes, but mostly just the kids. Because um, as an adult, you would see the bite coming. <laughs> you could deflect the bite. <laughs> yeah. Another t young toddler, uh, or older toddler, as the case may be, would not know how to deflect. Yeah, and you can't really... If a kid bites you, you can't like file a grievance against the kid, or, or you no, can't really... It's like you're, you gotta, you got to be able to be aware of that, and... 
it was hard though, especially in early Head Start. You know, at the one daycare I worked at, parents were a little more civil about it, but I had some, you know, young, tough moms that really wanted they to, wanted their kid to, to bite. get into fisticuffs. They because were like, someone, my kid defended. Or because, yeah, because, exactly. Well, either their kid was bit or, yeah, their kid bit. And so they thought their kid must have a good reason. Yeah. And like he was coming It's after. just really tough. It's a mess to deal with. So people out there, if you send your kids to daycare and they get bit or they bite, it's natural. I mean, there's some things you can do, but... I feel like I just never. A part of the I, game. Do you? Do, did your mom say about you biting? Like, did you? No, I, don't I didn't. Think really, I, was I think a it's a thing in a group setting. Right. It's like, um, what's that book when they throw the rock on the Lord kid? of the Flies? It's, like it's absolutely. It's Lord of the Flies. It's, um, what else was I? Think? Fight Club. When it's, does it? When does that end? It's like Oz, the HBO show. At the time, I was watching the HBO show, and I would like look at the kids and kind of be like, "You would be that one. You would oh be the leader God. of that gang." And yet you still went forward and you uh, had, had a kid. Yeah. It was kind of surprising. I honestly didn't think I was going to get pregnant, but I did. But I'm so happy I did. Right. Well, of course. We can't say he's yeah, sitting right here. So. It didn't turn me off the whole concept completely. I mean, honestly, Adam sitting here is kind of going to, you're not going to be his forthcoming, but we'll have to just deal with that. So um, uh, when does the Fight Club stuff sort of end? Is it three? Then they become more mag- yeah, little scholars. Yeah, kind of. Two and a half into three. And yeah, like, they get okay, a, they, they start to get a little more self control. I mean, some of them can still be pretty wild, but it things get better. Then I'd say by four, things are pretty good. They're really in control. And um, when you were doing this work, did you sort of see? I mean, I I know we're gonna have to. We'll interview you after this. Um, so did you see uh, moms and stuff like that or that you sort of wanted to model yourself after? Not that you would look at that and say that this person's a good mom. Or did you see a lot of like sort of bad mother or uh, dads and mothers that you were like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this. is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I saw a lot of people overwhelmed regardless of their socioeconomic status. Um, or age, you know, some, oh, that's interesting. some families, they just looked so stressed out and I just didn't want that. I really wanted what do things you mean to by be that? easy. Like, can you give um, an example or, or a little video? You know, that? they're, you know, both working full time. Okay. They have, you know, rushing to pick the kids up, rushing to drop them off, forgetting this, forgetting that. Right, right. You know, going back to work, missing their baby, you know, their kid gets sick. They have to take off work and they don't have any vacation days left. Just seemed all very stressful. I know it's very common, but sure. that was kind of something like I don't, I don't know if I want that. Right, right. That that's a uh, that kind of chaotic. Like they kind of bring they bring the anxiety to the table when you see them during that little drop off period. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't always look like a happy scenario. Some people pull it off fine, right. but sometimes it just seemed a little, a little too stressful. And then, um, yeah, I just kind of wanted things to be easy ish. It's very, it's hard having a kid, right. but I just kind of wanted things to be kind of as laid back as possible. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I think, the best way to do it. There's some like French uh, book, uh, Bebe or something my friend was telling oh, me yeah, about. Yeah, bringing like, up Bebe. I yeah, never read that. I've, uh, I've never read it, obviously, but um, that might be one of the sponsors in the coming weeks. But it's uh, about like, yeah, just uh, relax. Don't. Don't uh don't worry if your kid eats lead paint chips and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean I don't think it says that, but right, it's right. kind of like uh, people in America are too uh, too too nervous and all that stuff. Well, I get that. I get that. Um, but what you say uh, when you were doing this work? Did you think like, oh, I would be a natural at this? 
Uh, like, did it come sort of natural to you to... Well, I like babies, and mm-hmm. so I thought maybe I would enjoy it. Um, I feel like if you like babies a lot, there's a good chance you're going to like having one. But that doesn't necessarily mean that if you're not that into babies now that you won't like it. Because I think there's plenty of people out there that are kind of disinterested I in don't babies. Like babies. But yeah. when you have your own, you'll probably be like, oh, well, yeah. And I, but I like, um, I, I think I like um, kids that are like five to ten. Yeah. I yeah. think they are, uh, they have interesting perspectives on things, almost like magical realism. Um, yeah, I think they ca- there's like a phase called magical thinking. Yeah, and th- and they're funny, and they they some of them are smart, and sometimes they say things smarter than me. And it's oh like, yeah, it's a lot of times like, wow. I think kids that age, even younger, three or four, I think they're the smartest people in the room at any given time because they learn so quickly, they absorb so much new information. Yeah, they have such a fresh perspective. They're not bound by the trials and tribulations of yeah. And the I, human my condition. nephew, who's um seven, was recently here, and um. We had a nice little bonding experience, like him and his mom and her uh, fiance and my sister, or yeah, my sis, which is my sister. And I was like making all these jokes all the time, and he would always laugh at them. He always, even some of the sophisticated ones. And meanwhile, my wife or my sister, they wouldn't laugh. And I thought, <laughs> he see, he's the smartest one in the room because he's getting he's what getting I'm saying. Getting the jokes right, and, and he kept like repeating things I was saying. And um, I mean, I I'm a little bit of a neurotic, I guess, or egomaniac, so maybe that's part of it. But I appreciated that, you know. Um, but now, okay, now we're gonna get to the offensive part. I wanted to just get this out of the way. I wanted to say this, but. Okay, regarding babies and how cute they are, um, do you think they're ugly babies? Because I think there are, but I not really. I mean, I think I really do find the cuteness in them. Even the ugly ones are cute. Like an ugly dog is kind of cute. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, maybe I do agree with that. Yeah, there's there's the bait. Like, I was just talking to you before we got on the show. Um, you and and Mars are very good looking people. Oh, thank you. You have both wonderful smiles, nice eyes, just very nice. You know, faces and all that stuff. So you were bound to have a very good-looking kid. And I'm not just saying that because Adam's looking at me all cute, which is really nice. But um, I'm afraid if we have a kid, it's going to look so bizarre. I mean, I've been cursed with this face. And it's... Oh, you're you're kidding (laughs) me, right? But, you know, so... Did did you um when you had doing you know all seen all the faces and babies you seen did you say like oh my good lord look at that baby's face that is a, that could, that's a face that could stop a train no Not I really? mean because I do really like baby yeah I don't see a lot of a lot of ugly babies I do I just really like babies like it's a weird thing and when does it when for you is the when is a baby not a baby what do we say one year like one one I mean but then they still kind of act like babies I'd say maybe one and a half right that they're right. mostly toddlers okay now now this is going to contradict what I just said but don't you think all babies kind of look alike uh not really some babies look very much alike I'll give you that but like, I, I don't know. know. Like, I don't think Adam looks like a lot of babies. He looks. See, I think he looks like a classic American baby. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? I th- here, Adam, look at me again. You know, he just has a very, almost like a Gerber baby type of look. Oh, thank you know? You. I, I mean, mean, I kind of think he looks like an Eastern European tough. Like, oh, I see. It, like you put like a track suit on Boris. and like a big yellow chain. Yeah. Like, yeah hey, Boris, he's going to exactly. break my neck or something like right. that. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. He does. He looks like he has some good. He drinks, uh, you know, tea and little Odessa. Yeah. He got some muscles there, too. I mean, I, I, I think he has a very good. Um, now that you say that. Yeah. But it, yeah, he has a general 
good-looking uh, American baby face, and I don't think I could pick him out of a lineup. Oh, really? Really? But that's, See, I, I mean, think that's Morris thinks he looks really Eastern European, like you know, kind of. Morris looks pretty Eastern European, I think. Uh, I don't think he thinks he looks Eastern European. I think he's right there. That little scream was, "I'm an American." Yeah, he's Pittsburgher. Yeah, that's he right. He was born in Pittsburgh. Born in Pittsburgh. Um, okay, now, do you think you're gonna have like five or six more kids? No, I do not. Why not? Morris isn't interested in having any more kids. I'm kind of on the fence. Okay. I mean, I would like to. And like you said, you sort of have, uh, you kind of have another yeah, kid. Yeah, I have my sort stepson. Um, so that's so two. So he's great. Yeah, so that's two. I'm very happy with the current situation. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is probably it. Okay. You know, I went through childbirth. I did that whole thing. Now, when you say, um, when you, let me go back here. We're jumping around. But do you remember when, like, People were having kids, you know, maybe five, four or five years ago, and um, they would say how hard it is or how much they love their kids. Um, what did you think about that? Did you think that was uh, did that annoy you at all? Um, sometimes it just sounded very cliche. Yeah. Um, like you'll never know true love until you have a child. Oh God, I know. Or your life completely changes. Um, but that's all true. It is, and I used to kind of think. That some people's lives with kids, even though I liked kids and I would become friends with some families I worked with, their lives just seemed so boring. Like, just something I was not trying to get into. Yeah, like, yeah. And I mean, again, I would hang out with people's families, go out to go over for dinner, and I yeah. liked their kids. But I just, I was like, wait, you wake up at 6.30, and then you, you know, like, play blocks all day. Yeah, yeah. Even though that was kind of my job, I didn't want my life to be like that. But now that it is my life, it really isn't that bad. It's like very interesting and fascinating. Right, right. Because you're seeing developmental, ch- you're seeing developmental yeah. changes. So and from stuff the like outside, that. it might look, you know, like something you want to avoid. But when you're in it, it's really not that bad. I um, uh, th- and th- maybe this is just says a lot about me. But I am really annoyed when um, and you don't do this, but um, I appreciate more when people say how difficult the kids are and um. You know, when they sort of acknowledge it, like it kind of is hard and a pain in the, yeah, in the butt. But yeah. w- or, and as opposed to like, I've had some friends where, uh, yeah, oh my God, my my child is the best. It's changed my life. I love my child. I'm the best father ever. I mean, I've had some friends where, you know, and I'm not going to say it, but you guys know who you are, <laughs> that they write on their Facebook, which I don't really have, but I've seen it through other people. You know, my kid farted. It was cute or whatever. And, you know, it's like. Um, there's a comedian, David Cross, that does this yes, thing where it's I like, my bit. kid's staring at a grape. Oh, it was so cute. It's like, you know what? It's not cute. Your kid's mm-hmm. staring at a grape. Your kid's doing this. And um, can we go out and get a beer? Come on. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. And I guess their intended audience is other people with kids because I think other people with kids would be like, yeah, that grape thing. Man, that's amazing. But, yeah. I mean, Do you find yourself doing that a little bit? Like, oh, my kid's staring at a block and it's cute or... Kind of, kind of. And then of. you're like, oh, my God, I'm becoming the... Yeah, but I do try to... I mean, I can also talk about how difficult it can yeah. be sometimes. Yeah, you sure. got to have a leveled, measured... Like, my one friend, um, uh, he tells... He's told me, which I appreciate this. He says... Um, he does all this stuff about he loves his kid, blah, blah, blah. But then he'll be like, though, though sometimes I do want to just shake them to death because it drives me crazy. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's not shaking baby syndrome. You yeah, don't want to do that. And he, he would never do that. But sometimes right. he does. It, it, uh, they do get on your nerves, I guess, whatever. Well, you know, I 
Adam's a pretty good baby, I have to say. Yeah. Like, he doesn't cry endlessly. You know, we got very lucky. I mean, there are still challenges. I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning. He usually sleeps till 6, 6.30 yeah. or 7. He woke up at 5. That sucked. Um, yeah, but that's better than 3. But do you ever see on TV shows when, okay, someone's, like, angry or something, and then at first you can't tell if it's a dream sequence. They start, like, ripping everything off the walls and, like, turning over furniture yeah, and, like, yeah. kicking stuff and just smashing yeah. things. And then all of a sudden the scene goes back and they're normal. They didn't really do that. That's right, just right. what's going on it's in like the head. It's like a fantasy. That happens a lot. Oh, wow. Not yeah. in the beginning it happened a lot where I would just, you know, sometimes I'm like, I just want to turn over this bookcase and just throw shit at the walls. Because of what? What does it? Because he poops again or something? You're or? tired. Oh, you're crying. Yeah. Um, he's crying. And you never get angry at him because it's not his fault. So I get angry at like the bookcase or I'm just angry at Mars. You know, right. I just transfer it onto Mars. Right, right, right. Poor Mars. But yeah, you just you're just tired and angry and frustrated. I can see that, yeah. I mean he seems like a very well behaved though. I mean he's He is. And yeah. and that's a big factor too. You gotta like make sure you don't have a colicky baby and all that. Yeah, and you know, sometimes there's nothing you can do about it. Sometimes right. people do their best, but their baby's just unhappy for whatever reason. Right. But um, do you have anything else to add maybe for, uh, for advice for uh, n- people potentially want to have babies or new mothers? Uh, just do it. Just do it. You know, just take that plunge, have the kid, and maybe just have one because I would be pretty stressed out right now if I had two, if I had twins. Yeah, and, and one of the things... one's pretty fun. And yeah, I like it. and one of the things my uh, significant other, or we sort of talked about, which we are uh, childless at the, t- at the moment, um, you see some of these real idiots having kids. And you've probably seen yeah. them in your past oh, job. Plenty. And it's plenty like uh, it's like that movie Idiocracy. It's like if they can do it, right. even if I'm half the father, I actually kind of want to just do it and almost be like a bad father in the way of like, I don't want to be one of these people that's like, my kid's the smartest one. I want to just have a mediocre kid, send him to a mediocre school, complain about the kid, but still love them quietly <laughs> behind the scenes. Right. But I do get, uh, now let's go on a little bit of a different subject. I do get a little bit annoyed with people kind of loving their kids and shoving it down my throat. Yeah, Sorry about that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, no, it's a personal no. uh, pet peeve of mine. And you have not did it, did it and your your kids are uh, wonderful. So Thank you. Okay. Um, well, that's our show. I don't know if that has uh, educated anyone uh, on child uh, rearing. It has for me. Um, uh, any final thoughts, even though I asked you that already? No, just thanks for having me on the show. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Casey, and thank you, Josh. I thought that was a great show. And we are going to have more shows. I know that was a, there was a long gap in between shows. I have several in the can. I just got to do some production stuff to make them happen. So uh, email the show at prcshow at gmail.com if you have any questions. Um, go Pittsburgh Pirates. They're doing well in the playoffs so far. Okay, take it easy.
Thanks for listening to the PRC Show. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PRC Show or follow us on Tumblr at prcshow.tumblr.com. All of these episodes can be found at soundcloud.com slash PRC Show. Your host is Paul Robert Cooley Jr. Technological consultant, sound design, host curation, and music production is also by Paul Robert Cooley. Emotional support brought to you by the roommates of Salvador and Kate G. Executive producers Josh Ferris, all labors donated. Thanks for listening. Thank you.